no, I'm, I'm good. okay, actually. I'm all right. Yeah, I will at some point uh, maybe make a cup of tea. That's very civilized. Yeah. yeah. This is the day Janosch makes tea on the pod. We've promised it for years. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you got to stay till the end. What kind um, of tea do you want, Janosch? Um, well, it's got to be something non-caffeinated. You're such a little bitch. I am honestly. I'm hypersensitive to caffeine. I don't know why we let this guy on the podcast. That's the whole point. That's what the people want. They're waiting for you to to be caffeinated. Yeah, to get stemmed up. Nah, like you don't want to see me stemmed up. It's just me being kind of like anxious and scared. Yeah, yeah. It's so. That's really useful for this. I mean, I guess we need you anxious and scared. Yeah, but like you should do that before you put like a Disney movie in front of me. That's why I put a no dose in your water bottle. Don't do that, (laughs) Miles. Please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, I can't even have like like a single cup of like instant coffee, which I will have if I've not gotten a lot of sleep or anything. Yeah. But in general, like that will just make me jittery and really fucked up. Like, like I will be able to get through and I'll be more awake. I'll be able to get through whatever it is that I need to get through, but I won't be having a good time. I'll be very uncomfortable. Yeah. It's a tough life. Yeah. Cocaine though? Perfectly fine. (laughs) (laughs) Just can't do caffeine. But cocaine, great. Great. Yeah. You heard it here first. Do cocaine instead of of coffee. It honestly feels... Better for you? It feels so much better for me than than drinking coffee does. Yeah, good. Yeah, unironically. Yeah, you know what you need. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, I I know my body. Is it paleo? Um, If you put butter in it. Probably, it probably doesn't. It's probably not paleo because... It comes from it's, the earth, though, and bro. It's, but it's processed. Really? So if you were to like chew the coca leaf, maybe. That's all I do. I rock up in the club looking like a goddamn druid. Mm. Just chewing leaves. Just a little koala in the corner of the cup. That's the what they call me. Sticking out of your mouth. They call me koala boy mm. when I'm mm. up there on the decks with my like big cans on, mm-hmm. on my head mm. looking like some fluffy ears. There is a DJ out there called Kid Koala, who's very good. Yeah. And who yeah, does wear a, like a koala onesie. Wait, really? Yeah. Good for them. Damn. What happened to the onesie? It used to be like that that was like a go-to way of telegraphing. You're like Peter Pan complex as a 20-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Like that and getting like a Transformers badge for your Holden Commodore. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm pretty okay with that era passing the onesie era because, you know, it was upsetting. But I feel like everyone's just in a default Peter Pan complex. No one needs to signal it anymore, you know? We're just a very immature generation. All the people in their 20s are an immature generation. Yeah, but I think that probably has to do with the fact that we have been materially infantilized in the way in which we just will never own homes or anything. You're so correct. So, yeah. But also self-infantilizing because we will watch children's films as grown-ass adults and we will watch them over and over again this is for science reasons is it yeah well, when we do it it is oh yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize that was most of the time though. no well, i do it because i like movies for babies yeah well, that's fair enough they're good they got bright colors and nice sounds yeah honestly catchy songs yeah with simple melodies yeah basically that's that that's all i really want i just want Either that or someone to jingle their keys in front of me. I'm, <laughs> I'm a simple man, Miles. Yeah, just watching reruns of the late 80s uh, claymation Thomas the Tank Engines. <laughs> Wait, there was claymation Thomas, Thomas the Tank Engine? I believe there were. Fucking A. Yeah. I, I went through a serious phase of wanting to be Thomas the Tank Engine. Like yeah. wanting to be the train. The train. Yeah. Yeah, not like around the trains. Or yeah, the fact, just, just the train. One of the train. Be, be the, the train. train. Yeah. yeah. Hardcore. Yeah, I uh, I named uh, one of my dogs <laughs> once after like one of the, the what ended up being like a very minor character 
Right. Um, but because, you know, in the 90s, you would only have like a single VHS mm. and you would just watch it a billion times over and over and over again. And so I had assumed that this minor character who pops up in like one to two episodes was just like a huge deal in the series. And I remember being like naming my dog after this character and also just being really disappointed when I could never just find any toys oh, of this man. specific character. Because oh, I was yeah. like, what, like, what do you mean? You don't have this guy. Which guy was it? Uh, his name was Stuart. Stuart? Yeah. It's such a... Cotton <laughs> <laughs> dog name is Stuart. It's fucking it's Stuart. Oh, oh Stuart. Oh, come and bring me my accounting. It's got to be. No, look, the rules. <laughs> the rule for any dog name is that it's got to be two syllables. Yeah, I agree. Because you have to be able to like yell it at a park. Yep. And like one syllable doesn't carry as well as two. And yep. that first syllable, you get to wind up a bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like yeah, you got to yell at it as it like I don't know, mauls a dash hound or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you can't name your dog Antonio? Yeah, no, unfortunately too long. Three syllables. Yeah, I'm gonna that's actually yeah. I'm gonna name my next dog Yanosh. Antonio. Yeah. Wait, how many is how many is that? Yeah, four. I just wanted to let you figure it out. You but can't it's see cool. it, but Yanosh just counted on <laughs> his fingers. I'm a fucking idiot. I don't <laughs> pretend that I'm not. This guy got be, into med school. I didn't get into med school. I haven't got I just sat the exams. Yeah, and fucking aced it. Really well. You, this man is going to be cutting open your loved ones within the decade. <laughs> it's going Not to be even when they asked you to. to. <laughs> no, like once I get that medical license, it means I can do it whenever I want. <laughs> that's why they and call it a license. And that's what socialism is. <laughs> Cue intro. Can we play the Red Scare music like back there? Do they have music? Yeah, they yeah, the Red Scare. Yeah. yeah, I have vivid memories of having a panic attack as a 13 year old at a football game mm. while tattoos all the things she said played for like the seventh time that match <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah awesome something about that song just like spikes my adrenaline fierce oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's like the same way that i have a panic attack anytime i hear guns and roses played at a gym that must because see a lot well because the gym that i was in in nicaragua had one CD and it was the greatest hits of Guns N' Roses. And every time I would go there, they would just play the CD on repeat. Bro, what are you talking about? Is it just the like CD restart sound like over and over again? Uh, Because they don't have any good songs, listeners. That's the bit. They don't have any good songs. No, they are not good. They're not good at all. In my gym, which is a real gym, uh, (laughs) (laughs) we only accept the uh the fringe gospel of stewart yes yeah but more that i was going to say is that and in any gym that i ever coach at there is a blanket ban on there's a blanket ban on guns and roses understandably Mm -hmm. there's a blanket ban on acdc why um what's wrong with a bit of akadaka akadaka everyone likes akadaka nah bullshit i don't believe you it fucking everyone deep down likes akadaka no i fucking can't stand akadaka how did they even let you get a passport that's like that's the citizenship test now is like they play thunderstruck and you have to rock out to it (laughs) yeah (laughs) you have to play air guitar to thunderstruck if you you don't automatically start playing air guitar (laughs) you're you're just disqualified (laughs) has to be subconscious yeah there's also a a rating given to you by like a suburban trivia night host Mm. (laughs) from the funky bunch that's a listener that's a thing they do there are trivia nights there are franchise trivia nights where they make you dance I fucking hate that. As someone who is 
absolutely opposed to dancing in all of its forms. I, <laughs> this is a podcast about that. how fun Yarnosh is. I'm incredibly fun, thank you. <laughs> I brush my teeth with cocaine, but I'm not going to fucking dance. Yeah, no, I absolutely <laughs> refuse. Yeah. I will take heroic quantities of stimulants and psychedelics, but I absolutely will not have. Yeah, but I will not have a cup of Earl Grey past one p.m. <laughs> right, and even then, pushing it only if maybe I haven't had uh, enough sleep the night before. Man, so is that are those the only two that are banning Guns and Roses and ACDC? Oh, and Eminem. And Eminem. Yeah. Mm. What is it about Eminem that you? Do you hate for. white people? Is that what this is about? That's, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you picked up on that. No, it's yeah. actually because I love them so much that I can't stand that he's appropriating their culture. Okay. Yeah. No, it's no, it's just like it's just music that plays in every gym at every powerlifting meet, just on repeat all the time. And because I spend a lot of time in those spaces, I just fucking cannot stand it. It's That's just true. nails on a fucking chalkboard to me. In the same way that like once you hear all the things she said seven times in a row, it does something to you. Mm. Imagine that every time you go to every gym or every powerlifting competition, just forever. I think the thing with me in that song was that my feeble cyborg brain had like a, a logic failure because I don't think they specify what it is that she said in the song. And so my brain kept searching for all the things she said and mm. drew a blank. I just like fried my goddamn circuits. There was like steam coming out my ears. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Have you ever lost yourself, Yanosh? Um, no. In the moment? No. In a tattoo song? No, I can't say that I ever have. I yeah. appreciate that you just thought all the things she said was going to be a list of all the things she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is bullshit. It's not even one thing in here. <laughs> That's seven-year-old Eric's voice. Yeah. Um, my gym's recently switched to all disco, which fucking rules. That's Fuck yeah. fucking awesome. It's fucking great. Yes. Yeah. All, all disco rules. All yeah. synthwave is great. Mm. I was at a gym that went through a serious synthwave phase. Sick. Um, shout out to Ellie at SFA who kicked that off back in the day. Word. Um, you definitely don't listen to this, but whatever. SFA friends of the pod. We got to get her on the pod. This is, yeah, I mean, we should like, this is near the start of the pod. Guys, if you have any idea how to get more people to listen to this pod, please let us know. Or just like shove this in their earballs, and then you will find out if they are a friend worth keeping. <laughs> Trusted recommendations, please. Yeah. Um, this is a podcast about. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. What, what the fuck's the pot about? What the week? fuck the pot about? It's going to. No, we're going to talk about. We're, we're going to continue, right? We're sort of tangentially continuing, yeah. really properly continuing our deep dive into Dwayne The Rock Johnson's mm. uh, cinematic journey. I was going to say that other word, but I don't know how to pronounce it. You know, the one that starts with O? Ouvoir. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> one of us is luckily. Alvra. Alvra. Cinematic oeuvre. Would anyone like a horse dirt? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, we've got one civilized person on the podcast. Thank you. Thank I goodness. love that this is the cornerstone of Australian humor is just mispronouncing shit. Yeah, it's fucking foreign shit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So we're going to talk about more of his cinematic ouvoir. Dovetailed. With, with our um, fucking classic beat. Yeah, a takedown, a withering takedown. <laughs> <laughs> a tag team smackdown. <laughs> An in-depth evisceration mm. of a movie that uh, we have literally watched probably half of. 
between us. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. I saw it once in cinemas when it came out. In oh, cinemas? Wow. Yeah. And what I was saw that it like? uh, once again. Uh, it was really good in cinemas, actually. Yeah. Right. It was a good cinematic experience because it is very pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music is very lush, if yeah. not like basic and repetitive. But one of the things that like was really striking to me, I remember seeing it as a kid, um, was, uh, well, not seeing it as a kid. Because no, like, it came in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. somebody's children, Yanosh. Yeah. So basically, you can stay in that space for as long as you like. Yeah, yeah. You can be <laughs> in that little space. <laughs> yeah. You can be a child for as long as you want, as long as you continue to believe that the Red Hot Chili Peppers were ever a good band. <laughs> Um, Ooh. Oh, wow. Um, Janos is 14 years old and always has been. If yep. you've seen a picture, you wouldn't believe it, but it's true. Yep. I, yeah, I just moisturize. Yep. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Moana. We're talking about Moana. Moana. And when I, I saw the movie in cinemas, I remember stepping out of the cinema and there was a child who was about three years old mm-hmm. who was already singing like the tune of the main song. Yeah, totally. And it's because they yeah. cycle it. They. The in way the course of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah the course of the film. It. It's a theme. Change a little bit. And yeah, I found that really, really interesting. The fact that a child could walk in there, watch the movie and come out immediately with the tune in their head perfectly. I mean, that tells you it's good songwriting, yeah. if we're honest. See the light as it shines on the sea. It's I agree. Like, I don't know if I said... It was an evisceration. I don't know if it will be. I'm sure we can pull something out. But like as a movie, it's pretty fucking well. Like it's very pretty. Yeah. Like, it looks I, amazing. Sounds great. You know. Yeah. And as as far as a modern Disney movie goes, I actually think it's pretty good. I enjoyed yeah. it more than Raya for sure because Raya was a piece of shit. Way better. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know because I haven't gone back and watched some of the other Disney movies in a while, but I'm not sure whether or not I enjoyed Moana and it seemed decent solely by comparison to its peers, mm-hmm. which are on the whole all shit. Well, was this the first Disney film after Frozen? I think it was. Mm. Um, it's certainly their attempt to create another, you know, mega hit like Frozen. Yeah. yeah. Definitely were going for that. And then they were just like, ah, oh, fuck, we'll just make Frozen too. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think it kind of succeeded, right? Because you, yeah. it's still what, one of the most like the second most streamed movie or something because yeah. Eric hopefully sent around a little diagram showing the most streamed movies on all the platforms and it's just like Frozen, Moana, you know, yeah. just like like 10 kids movies basically. Yeah, yeah, five years after the fact. Yeah, because kids just love rewatching movies and that's what they're there for. Like that's the whole point. Totally, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And like kids will rewatch the same film multiple times in a day and that's why, that's why we keep coming back to them obviously, you know, because it's like the most insidious and because, you know, kids will willingly like worm themselves, give themselves the brain worms and parents are happy to have, you know, the fucking robot babysitter mm. that is the TV or the iPad or whatever yeah. it is that's playing this thing for them. Yeah. Um, free up their hair. I think it's uh, kind of interesting that this one came after Frozen because mm. they've got some interesting stuff in common. And if we remember some of the research that we did for Frozen, I think it's actually relevant. I think you're right. Yeah. And I think there's some interesting similarity and you can see like a bit of a through line between from Frozen to this and some of the other Disney movies and the remakes and the mm-hmm. and Raya as well, which it's got a lot in common with Raya, but I feel like they did that on purpose. So I feel like they're trying to make a series oh, or yeah. something. Like mm-hmm. it even starts off with the exact same like, Oh, here is the ancient mythology, and it's got the spooky <laughs> monsters, and it's got the art, it's got the thing, and oh, we take the thing, and the world has darkness, <laughs> like the same fucking thing, and then you know, just kind of goes along with some beautiful animation from there. We all have yeah. a lovely time. Draining the life from island after island until every one of us 
is devoured by the bloodthirsty jaws of inescapable death. Yeah. Some wet stuff. There's glo- there's a special glowing rock that everybody's after. I love glowing rocks. Oh, yeah, enough of that shit. Got to get that glowing rock. Mm-hmm. So I'll give a little plot summary. Yeah, please do. Yeah, brief. Man, you're it's so pretty good easy. at this. It's pretty simple. Yeah. And Listen to this guy go, listeners. He's just going to squeeze it right down to a tiny pebble and you can snort it up your nostril. In the past, there was... <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. No, the, okay, so no, there's... Do it, do it. Uh, story, there story time. In the, story past, time. No, in the past, there was a uh, water goddess and she had a magic glowing rock and created all the islands out of the, out of the Pacific Ocean. And it was beautiful. And then there was a fire demon and stole the rock. Maybe, I'm not 100% sure. No, no, there was a fire demon that wanted the rock. But instead it was stolen by Maui, a trickster god with a magic hook that let him change shape. So Maui fucked off with that. But when he fucked off with the, with the magic rock, it released darkness into the world. And sea monsters and all kinds of shit. So um, thousands of years later, we find uh, Moana as a little kid on the island, wherever she comes from. I don't know if it's got a name. Motanui. Thank you, Motanui. Well done. Um, and she finds the, the rock, the heart of... Fucking thing. Tafiti. Heart of Tafiti. I've got the Wikipedia plot summary open. I'm not even reading it. This is how good I am. <laughs> Gets the heart of Tafiti. Um, and then like she grows up and they find out, oh no, it's the darkness is coming. All the coconuts are rotting. There's no fish. We have to go on a journey to return the heart of Tafiti to the island of Tafiti. But first we have to find Maui because Maui is the hero of all time. So they go and find Maui. Uh, Maui's a bit of a dick. We have some adventures. Maui needs to get his magic hook back. We get his magic hook back. We have some more adventures. We have a crisis of faith, run into the fire demon. Uh, they do a bunch of fighting and everyone's like, oh, it's, it's, you got to follow your heart and have the ocean spirit within you. Basically uh, jam the magic rock back into the island, which heals the darkness. Turns out the evil fire enemy that we thought was the villain was the wronged goddess. Yeah. All along. All along. Mm. and then Moana goes back to the island and becomes chief. The end. Right? Pretty yeah, much. That's More pretty tight. That's yeah. a summary. Yeah, that's yeah. a summary. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. There's a couple of details we might add in, like if they wind up being useful to to really dig into, like the whole voyages thing. I think and, we got to dig into the voyages yeah, thing. I think yeah. we're going to have to. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you mentioned that there's a lot tying this to Raya as well because yeah. – I've got, I got a fucking theory. I got a fucking theory. I love love theories. But I want you guys to go first if you got one. (laughs) Listener, they're being cute right now. Mm. I also just wanted, before we jump into saying uh, mean yet true things about Mm. Hawaii, I just, I like that Jermaine Clement was in this. I like Jermaine Clement a lot. He's a very funny dude. Music was great. Music's very good. The music was great. And Mm. like, particularly his song. Great. Yeah, yeah, great song written by Lin Manuel Miranda, the darling of the modern American uh, liberal. Mm. Yeah, that's they really nail that sort of like uh, Broadway musical format, don't they? Where they like fold the themes back in and the sort of like the structures of the songs. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they're they're old hands. They know what they're doing. Oh yeah. They know how to they know how to craft a compelling uh, musical. Disney does. Mm. I'm pretty you know I'm not a musical guy, but man, there's some catchy songs in this. You got Dwayne the Rock Johnson's song. Mm-hmm. being a cool dickhead it's yep. real catchy they're all catchy anyway yeah, they're all catchy they're all catchy yeah, they're well all done good. Disney yeah you're done good Les Mis fucking bullshit <laughs> shit musical yeah Les Mis go fuck yourself yeah only the books are good <laughs> so voyages yeah alright where are we at what's the what's the theory Eric 
Yeah, so, I mean, like, the whole story is about paying your debts, right? Like, you've mm. got to, you know, there's this darkness spreading throughout the land, you know, economic strife, uh, the fish are gone, the plants won't grow. Why? Because the heart of Tafiti was stolen. Maui stole this rock from the goddess under the pretense that it would give the people, you know, like, a, a resource to allow them to be creative, you know, give the people people of the world power yeah give them the power to create exactly the power to create um and then you know obviously you know this theft causes long-term ramifications and it's only by accepting that that needs to be remedied and the stone needs to be returned that this can be fixed and in order to do so a young woman who is just beginning to begin her career in management on the island as princess slash chief uh, must leave home and go on a voyage. Interestingly, she continuously uh, rejects when Maui calls her a princess. She's yes. not a princess. No, she's not a princess. No, the very, no. yeah, Disney wants you to know. Yep, they know exactly. what a Disney princess is. This one's not one. Yep. No. Self-reliant. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, she got this job purely by merit and yep. not because her dad is a meritocracy. She's an administrator, not comments. a monarch. I have some yeah. comments on this yeah. as well. But we'll, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, like... Yeah. The little tail end on this is like the epilogue of the film, which is that the long-term prosperity of the island, once the heart of Tafiti has been returned, mm. long-term prosperity for the island comes from them expanding, you know, the realm in which they operate, you know, by sailing out beyond the reef, beyond the lagoon. Mm. By colonizing. By becoming internationalists and mm-hmm. increasing the amount of foreign influence that they're willing to exert yeah. and be uh. influenced by and become, you know, like free trade go- globalists, yeah. just yeah. like in fucking Raya. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it all hinges on them uh, giving up the means of creation Ooh. and actually handing the means of creation back to the gods. Interesting. Ooh, damn. I'm yeah, curious to know where you're going with that because yeah. that, that splinters from my take. I was thinking this was a whole like... Uh, this was like a, you know, like take an IMF loan and pay it back sort of thing, but don't do it from the Chinese because we're doing a blue Pacific plan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're the US and we're going to yeah. like fight for influence in the Solomon Islands, going to expand like the fucking influence base, you know, further, further west mm. than Hawaii. Yeah. Um, there's a whole bunch of shit in the news right now yeah. about, you know, this sort of thing going on. You know, China's doing like Belt and Road shit and like mm. the Solomon Islands and the Pacific yeah. and the US are coming in and going, they don't want a fucking bar of it. Um, And, you know, if you look at sort of 2013 and Frozen, you know, this uh, coming out in 2016 indicates that it would have been in production earlier than 2016. So whoever was in the fucking Hillary for Prez zone, Mm -hmm. you know, may have been may have been ramping up along similar lines. And then they get Trump, who is like relatively non-interventionist. Yep. Compared to like Warhawk Hillary, that's that's what. But what are, yeah. what were you thinking? Well, uh, like in line with the Hillary thing as well. If the whole thing is like, all right, Maui, the hero, the radical, steals the means of creation hmm. uh, in an effort to give them to the people, um, in an effort to win their love. Uh, but balance in the natural world is only restored when the heart of Tafiti is returned back to the gods. And that's at the point in which, like, everyone can actually be free to prosper and sort of go about their lives, but only when the gods are the ones who are in the hands of the, you know, who actually have it. And in the Hillary Clinton one, it's also quite interesting because one of the things that really defined Hillary Clinton's early career was actually the breaking of a rather major strike. (laughs) Really? Yes. Um, 
Please tell me more. What, what was the deal there? Uh, I can't remember, but I only just thought about <coughs> this as you were saying things, and I was just like, oh, yeah, that was the thing. No, it's okay. Well, yeah. you look it up. We'll, yeah, we'll, I'm going to look up the thing. We'll it's so, yeah. so I had, I mean, I had a pretty similar re, or re, like on that sort of broad level take, I guess, mm. like the islands in a, what appears to be like an agrarian communist paradise, um, you know, very self-sufficient, but then it's challenged by uh, necrotizing outside force. Maybe that's um, you know, the, maybe that's a bit of bit of terrorism. Maybe it's you know China. Maybe it's just malignant cultural influences, something like that. And then um, this sort of ties into what we talked about last part about Dwayne the Rock Johnson, because then ultimately they're a, able to uh, beat back these malignant forces with the avatar of American exceptionalism in uh, modern cinema. Yeah, damn. and they go out and suit. And more importantly, you know. America helps those who helps themselves. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, um, damn. So by asking America, I, I'm saying America, you know, obviously is the trickster god and all this kind of stuff. And we're, we're metagaming it a little bit because we're like, well, it's The Rock. And we know that The Rock is doing all this stuff. We figured it out. We planned yeah. he's running for president. We know he's the avatar of modern America. Um, so that was sort of my broad take on it, I suppose. Yeah, um, gotcha. yeah without diving too deep into specific symbolism. Yeah, well, I mean, like we've got plenty. We got plenty of runway to dive into specific symbolism here. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's kind of yeah. It feels like cheating now that we know what Dwayne the Rock Johnson is up to. I know. So I'm glad we figured that out because otherwise, why not have pieced piece that together? <laughs> you know. Um, no, no, but in this one, maybe yeah, maybe the creation is just like yeah, an IMF loan or something that kind of makes sense because paying back IMF loans is um, a pretty interesting point of contention. I don't know if you, have you read much into that? Um, I read someone's summary of Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Okay. Have you got, <clears> and then I read a bit about like the history of Madagascar while uh, pod co-host, Biggest Boy number four, uh, Janos, was traveling there. Have you read much, David? <laughs> <laughs> so upset. Um, Sorry, have I David. given away too many details of your actual life here? He's not happy. Um, he's, not, you, he's, not, no, he's not happy that I mentioned him going to Madagascar. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase David Graeber. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy. The death stare. So upset. That's fine. That's okay. It was fucking sick. He's in he's in headphone jack number one though, so Yeah, that's the th that's all that matters. He's in mic jack number one too. Yeah. You know when I'm editing I always put your track up the top. Yeah. Just because, you know, I feel bad that you were judged biggest boy number four. I continue to be like it's it's just not real and I know that you're trying to get a rise out of it. <laughs> but I'm never I know trying to get a rise by, out of you. by by sheer mass and weight lifted I am the biggest boy. That's, that's fine. Nice. Um, you can't hurt me. But here in podcast land, nobody can hear you lift weights. Just no matter what you guys say, you just can't. You, I, I know that I'm big boy number one. Um, anyway, the IMF. Janos' <laughs> um, <laughs> little fucking therapy moment. Sorry, I it's all right. It's fine, You just have brought up some things. No, I know. We try. We do our best. Right. This, this is a feelings podcast. <laughs> we brought up relative size <laughs> the relative size of people we brought up numbers yeah yeah don't <laughs> don't, you, oh, don't you bring up numbers between one and four don't you yeah. do it don't you know it. that's a trigger yeah. <laughs> yes it is Miles. I, go to, I go to little athletics watch my nephew and they start counting down at the start of the race I'm like you better shut the fuck up yeah 
Miles, it's not very nice of you to make light of my trauma. <laughs> what would you say? How traumatic is it on a scale of one to five? <laughs> well, it's got to be five because I'm not saying the number between one to four. So Moana. Yeah. Yeah. No, the IMF. Just IMF, fucking let yeah. me get this out. I want to prove that I read a book. Yeah, right. please um, do it. I was fucking praying that one of us knew how the fuck IMF loans and their repayments work. I'm going to paraphrase David Graeber here, who is awesome, and you should read him if you haven't. Yeah, love love Graeber. Grabes. Grabes. Gra- Mr. Grabes. I'm call sure him Grabby have. Dave, even Grabby though Dave. there are no allegations that I'm aware of that he was a grabby man, Not which makes me very happy. Um, so the the uh, how, how he described the IMF's loans were when you are a bank and you make a loan, um, you can't be like, I get my money back no matter what. Okay, like they accept risk. Like if I go into a bank and I say, I got a really hot tip on a horse. Can you give me $2 million? They'll be like, nah, piss off. Because there's a level of risk they're not willing to accept. But the IMF essentially did exactly that with all these poor countries. They were like, even though we know you're going to be at risk of defaulting, we're going to give you all this money, but we're going to fucking get it back. By hook or by crook. Yes, exactly. And just get in there and just like enforce the shit out of it, like sanctions and the might of the US and the UN and all of that behind it. That's uh, basically the situation. That's the interesting bit to me is like how they enforce like the repossession, for want of a better phrase, of a country's assets. Yeah. So make, yeah, exactly. So they make making debts that they knew had a pretty low percentage of paying back that a regular bank would not make. And then just doing it anyway and then having like the might of the international order behind it. And also the incredibly fucked up situation that it's always a um, American or European running it by gentleman's agreement. Mm. Dear God. <laughs> um, AKA hella colonizing. <laughs> yeah. If you ever needed more reasons to hate the French. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> you know, I was running low. I was starting to run out. But you know what? It's good to, it's good to have a top up. But luckily, Mokanui paid back their IMF loan, so they're all good. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, like, what are the potential consequences for a Pacific island taking an IMF loan that they couldn't pay back? Because the the economies of Pacific islands are like an interesting subject, right? You know, like, what are the industries? If Moana's to be believed, it's coconuts. And in Nauru, it's exporting powerlifters. <laughs> Unironically. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's they're in a tough spot. Yeah, and climate change makes it worse. Totally. It's like tourism is, I guess, you know, something that beautiful fucking place. That's why it's such a beautiful goddamn film. You know, I want to go to an island. I want to hang out. They yeah. know it's paradise. Yeah, it was filmed on location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, then if you do want to get this kind of economic stimulus from taking an IMF loan, you know, it's it seems entirely possible to me that having, uh, you know, a consequence of this might be that you wind up having U.S. military and U.S. naval bases coming out the wazoo. You might wind up pulling out those big boats that we see at the end of Moana. Mm. So that's the IMF. That's the IMF. I have another thing about Moana. All right. Which is the ongoing girl boss energy yeah. that pervades all of Disney's yeah. things. And as someone who cannot stand women, yep. this just absolutely... <laughs> Sorry, I can't give a straight face. Yeah, no, sorry. You're nominating yourself? Yeah. Is that what's happening? What? You know, who are you nominating for this? Uh, no, I just like, it's I couldn't just keep all that us. joke going. Yeah. Yeah, no, Mitch, what's, going. Your, what's your medical specialty going to be? Uh, clinical misogynist. <laughs> 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 oh, 
we, we gotta do like a this pod is... intro sometime where it's just like the women respecting podcast yeah. <laughs> and it's just us talking about like shout outs to all the women we're respecting this week yeah and then the last one is like hillary clinton yeah <laughs> <laughs> segue into the pod should have done that for this one fuck yeah goddamn <laughs> we still can yeah, no, yeah, it's too late. Yeah, with yeah. magic of editing. Oh, magic it's, of editing. It's, it's too late. We've already, we've already broken the illusion. They know we don't respect women. <laughs> <laughs> I, Especially I, Miles. Miles definitely doesn't respect women. Yeah. Hey, I'm the only one here with a long term girlfriend, actually. That's. Which, yeah, so you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> he's got us there, yeah, yeah, friend. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, there's a few things that I want to talk about briefly, which is linking into all the other Disney's. And I'm clear, I'm counting all the Star Wars's and all the Marvels and all the fucking live action remakes and all the stuff. Yeah. Basically, all, since all the bullshit. Basically, since in the last like decade. Yeah. I'm gonna say, I don't think Frozen does this. For the record, I don't think Frozen does this. But I think everything from Frozen onwards kind of does this. All right. So. First of all, everyone's got the same goddamn animation style that we've gotten used to now where it's like everyone's just doing that smirky face all the time. Yep, yeah, okay. the polyamorous face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the polyamorous Redditor face, yes. <laughs> and he's back. <laughs> That's such a good way to put it. Holy shit. <laughs> Everyone's the same amount of smooth. Yep. Everything's yeah. the same yeah. sort of semi-brightness. It's yeah. yeah. The main character does the same specific brand of stuttering, fast-paced awkwardness. Yeah. But is actually incredibly uh, underneath all of that super confident. Yes. And that's what I'm getting at. In all the modern Disney movies, the heroine, and I've got, I'm just like, I'm trying to tread a thin line because it's really a bit shitty to talk about what I'm going to call like corporate progressivism. Oh no, this is, this is what a do, rich vein. No, I yeah, mean, no, but it's like you, you go into the corporate progressivism. It's hard occasionally to talk about without sending, sounding like a raving incel when that's only like half true. No, oh, totally. no, 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 because yeah. like, no, that is 100% legit. Yeah. The, the actual performative wokeness. Yeah. Performative wokeness yeah, and performative Yeah, material considerations yeah. is one of the most pernicious things that exists in media and culture in general today. Yeah, I totally agree. And we've just come out of uh, Pride Month. Yeah. Um, dating this podcast. You yeah. might remember. Sponsored by Raytheon. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, Raytheon Missile Systems is celebrating LGBTQ Pride Month. Employees gathered outside of company headquarters yesterday for a flag raising and a speech by the company's president. Raytheon says it's proud of its diverse and inclusive workplace culture. And you might remember oh, that two months ago, every company on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter changed their logos to like blue and yellow flags to support Ukraine. Yeah. And this month everyone was like, oh no, it's Pride Month, we're all fucking rainbow flags now. And then, oh, oh, oh so yeah. no, we're, we're done now. And, and, <laughs> but also, but also um, really interesting That's thing it. to look at all of those count, uh, their accounts, uh, their regional accounts. Mm. So look at uh, BMW Europe versus BMW Middle East. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. they don't pull that shit over there. I'll yeah, tell you what. Yeah, right. It's almost as if it's a big performance. It's like fucking Coca Cola advertising with Nazi iconography in the in the thirties. Yeah, and it's right because they don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and the idea that like, um, you know, fuck, like people sitting there just being like, I am begging for you, Michelin, to please stand up to the Roe versus Wade. <laughs> Decision being overturned. Yeah. Are they actually? 
No. Oh, but like people, I'll tweet about it. Yeah, they'll tweet yeah. about it, and like people will pretend as if like it actually fucking means something. When like, oh, like thank God, Wells Fargo has finally decided to to stand up for you know abortion rights. Like they don't fucking care. Yeah, of course, because it's a money making. And like Disney in particular, Disney is you know notionally an entertainment company, but really they're a power company stacked on top of a toy selling company. Yeah, and we yeah. talked about this in Frozen. The thing that has been really interesting because Frozen, and I haven't looked at it post Frozen, but I know up until Frozen itself, they would give donations to candidates and major political parties in the US in equal proportion in a kind of uh, bet hedging thing that a lot of corporations will do, which is like, we'll give both of these companies like huge sums of money. So no matter what happens and no matter who wins, our agenda basically is is, yeah. is, is, is sort of um, secure. And this is- Whereas Frozen was sort of like the first time where they actually dropped funding for Republicans and just went like full bore for Democrats. Yes, and I'm glad you bring that up because this is why the, there is this like massive culture war thing in America that's going on. We have it to a lesser extent here, but in America, the right wing of America spends a lot of time talking about how they have no power and it's everyone, you know, everyone's against them. Yep. The universities and the media, they're turning everybody woke. Yep. And it's too progressive and it's fuck is communism. Meanwhile, they're just like redrawing all the electoral lines and turning, you know, overturning, yeah. you know, stacking the Supreme Court and yeah. doing, you know, and like actually grabbing power, like real manifest power. But they're not entirely wrong in that there's this performative wokeness. So if you're yeah. if you're willing to just look at the surface level and be like, oh, fucking Raytheon right turned their logo rainbow. What's the world coming to? Everyone's on the side of the bloody gays now. And, uh, you know, back in my day, we just beat them with a stick. Um, mm. if, you're, if you're like not willing to look past the surface level of that and see that it's just performative bullshit, then yeah, you know, this is where the narrative comes from. Oh yeah, they really, they just control all the institutions. It's yeah. actually like very much the subject of the week as well, isn't it, right? Mm. Because, you know, you've got a bunch of Democrats saying, oh, we can't do anything about Roe v. Wade. Yeah. 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 When it's just like, actually, you could have at any point in the last like yeah. 50 years. Yeah, exactly. It's not power. actual power. Yeah. It's soft power, but it turns out that has yeah. serious limitations. It turns limitations. out that soft power is absolute fucking bullshit. And the only yeah. thing that matters is actually having like the material means to enact your worldview and defend yourself. Yeah. And everything else is absolute fucking bullshit. Yeah, and which, anyone else who like tries to tell you that you know, it's all about soft power and these little cultural victories is a fucking idiot. You yeah. Like gain power first and foremost. That's the only way. Absolutely. God, um, I miss Stalin. I think that brings us back to Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, really tightly as well, because he is, uh, by the numbers, it looks like, based on what he's previously said, probably a died in the wool Republican with mm. the exception of socially progressive causes yep. as well, yep. which, you know, I think probably one to watch out for if he's on the record as saying he supports gay marriage um, and he's for, you know, a more unified America, but on every single other point, fiscally, in terms of foreign policy and defense, a Republican, uh, that's my bet. I mean, so you mean a Democrat, like yeah. going as a Republican, because yeah. this is one of the things that's also really interesting that um, happens a lot in uh electorates such as Hawaii specifically is that so you will have regions where Democrats or Republicans are sort of like so strong and they're so guaranteed but most of these 
candidates aren't actually sort of funded by the parties themselves. They're endorsed by parties, mm. right? A lot of the funding and the, and, and the platform that's given to them is actually given by donors. So one of the things that you will find in Hawaii, for example, is a really good example of this because they have not had a Republican elected there in since almost forever. I don't even know if there's even been a single one. So because of that, a lot of these places and a lot of these, you know, really influential organizations and people who fund candidates will fund people who in any other state would be Republicans, but they fund them and they run them as Democrats. So effectively, these are people who in any other state would be a Republican. But, you know, these people are pro-private prisons, they're anti-abortion, they are, you know, anti-labor, they, they run counter to what everyone supposes would be liberal values. But they just happen to put on the blue shirt because that's the only team that wins in these electorates. Um, and, you know, that could effectively be one of the things that ends up happening with Dwayne The Rock Johnson is effectively because if you look at the voting record on the majority of these uh, Democrats, like a lot of them will nominally say that, oh, yeah, I support gay rights and I support abortion rights and I support, you know, gun control and this, that and the other. But if you look at them economically and the way in which they address things like voter disenfranchisement or health care, in a lot of ways, they're actually quite indistinguishable from Republicans. Yeah, damn. I mean, I remember um, reading that uh, Trump's, uh, one of Trump's former team, I think his name was like Michael Mulvaney or something like that, mm. was saying that he was tipping Dwayne The Rock Johnson as running on a Republican ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially in the next presidential election, if they wanted to, if they wanted someone who was guaranteed yeah. mm. as an alternative to, to Trump. If yep. Trump runs as a candidate again. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, I, I, but I must say, I do want Trump to run again because that would be so fucking funny. Oh, that would be fucking wild. Dementia yeah. Biden, funny. Funnier than I would have thought <laughs> because he has more dementia than I originally thought. But there's was just something so beautiful about Trump. Oh, yeah. He was a creature of grace. Yeah, absolutely incredible. <laughs> exactly the word I would have used, Eric. <laughs> Exactly, perfectly the word. Rare and beautiful. What, yeah. Sorry, what were you so, going to say before I rudely cut you no, off? No, it's okay. This is the this is the essence of podcasting. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so the corporate progressivism, right, and the yeah. performative wokeism. Um, I think Moana is a pretty good example of this. And actually, to be honest, Moana does better than some of the other movies I want to talk about. But it's as good mm. a jumping off point as any. So I'm just going to get into it. Um, yeah. And especially compared to some of the very established hero's journey type stories like you know original star wars or the matrix like very clear examples of that journey and even from the disney space something like aladdin or oh, yeah. lion king something like that you know because there's a lot of parallels there so one thing that that is in common through pretty much every modern disney movie with a female protagonist is that they are awesome at everything from minute one yeah so awesome they're so the best okay she doesn't want to be chief but she's so fucking good at everything she's just wandering around like doing the baskets and catching the coconuts and all of this you know and she like defeats an entire tribe of pirates single-handedly and yeah <laughs> beats the crap like they're awesome at everything from minute one. Oh, and also is the chosen one from the ocean and has the deus ex machina of the ocean backing her up at any return and like yeah. the power being within you all along is a totally fine and valid trope to use yeah. um but i think it's taken to a really insidious extent in the modern Disney movies. So brief, brief um, summary in, in this one, she's also from minute one in the, the Star Wars force awakens. That was pretty famous for Ray, the main character yep. being just like 
unbelievably competent at everything and never really having to learn or grow or overcome any challenges. Yeah. You know, mechanic and lightsaber expert and force user and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, in the remake of Mulan, which is a really interesting one that we could dig into, but yeah, I'd love yes. to. it might be worth thinking into. I love the original Mulan. I watched that a lot. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. movie. Absolutely yeah. fantastic movie. Um, just to brief. even do the original Mulan as well. Yeah. It was just fucking good. Fucking great movie. Yeah. Damn, is that why we're all commies? Maybe. <laughs> Um, but but some one interesting deviation between the live action remake of Mulan and the original is that again Mulan is kick ass from the from the get go. Really, oh. the whole so, thing in the original was no. that she's like she kind of sucks for ages. Yeah, and yeah. she has to work really hard and like use her wits and uh, you know figure out creative solutions to things. And of course, you know because she's terrible because she's weak and is trying to do all these things that she's not cut out to do. Yeah, but in the original, she's like winning sword fights and carrying the water and doing everything from like the first second yeah um, and which just like is just fucking so insane undercuts things yeah. exactly yeah. and is the idea here that this is equality in cinema you know strong women there. Are, yeah, yeah I'm cool. getting there yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry I won't rip your point um, and, and Raya did this as well Raya in The Last Dragon which we watched recently which is more recent uh, what 2019 20 something like that yeah yeah it came out during the lockdowns yeah and that's the same thing like from the start of the movie Raya is like this incredible parkour ninja character who just single-handedly annihilates everything in her path. Yeah. What I'm kind of getting at here is that these stories all, are, yeah, exactly a, a progressive, quote-unquote, equality, women are awesome, look how great this is. But I think it's a bit dangerous because it, the characters don't really have to struggle. Yeah. If mm. that makes sense. They don't have to overcome anything. Yeah, they're just um, inherently they're just the in, best. They're just the best. Everyone's inherently, well, women, everyone is inherently the best, but especially women because we're Disney and we said so and they're equal. Yeah. They're inherently awesome. Like look at um, Aladdin for a Disney movie comparison, yeah. right? Like he's, you know, great, slippery and a thief and nimble and charming and all this stuff, but he's also like down and out. Yeah. yeah, and he's very aware that he will never get to live his dreams, and mm -hmm. basically just lucks out and stumbles into the genie and gets to have all this stuff happen to him. But yeah, actually, even in I think a really good example of this is in Hercules, because Hercules is a literal fucking god. Yeah, at that point, but he's still an incompetent buffoon who fucks everything up. Yeah, you know exactly. Like, despite the fact that he is effectively invulnerable and brutally strong, just like just godly strong. He still has to go through trials. He still has to learn. He still like just ruins shit along the way. Yeah. And yeah, there's the scenes where he's going into the, um, the Agora, whatever it is, the yeah. marketplace, like knocking over all the columns and trashing everything. And because he, and everyone's like, Oh, this Hercules, yeah. you know, and even him like training to fight. There's a lot yeah. of him, like, despite being super strong, just getting the absolute fucking snot beat through him. Yeah, just exactly. Again and again and again. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Great counterpoint. Yeah. Great. Yeah, exactly. But you don't you don't see that anymore with these movies. They just sort of like turn up and they're just awesome and like, yeah, they sort of have to you know, there'll be a bit where they're like, oh, I can't do this. And then someone's like, yeah, you can. They're like, oh, yeah, I guess I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was like with the, with the sailing. And it's just yeah, like, the there's a one like two minute montage. And then it's like, you got it, kid. You got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember the. Yeah, that's right. That's Maui teaches her to yeah, sail, yeah, doesn't Maui it? Teaches it to she's basically awesome at it from minute one. Yeah, like she got roughly there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I thought even Maui had more of the traditional hero's journey in this movie. Weirdly, mm. I thought like because he yeah. actually he actually gets the call to adventure, mm -hmm. like resists the call. Yep, um, has the challenge to you know the loss of his hook, which he thinks is an impenetrable obstacle. Yep, and then you know finds out the powers you know and overcomes it. But like he sort of gets the more traditional heroic arc. He's yeah. the hero yeah. of the film. He's the protagonist. Yeah. Oh. Okay. He's he's the only one who actually like changes or has to overcome a particular element of them. Exactly. Moana just hops around place to place. 
yeah. and communicates, whereas yeah. Maui is the one who has to change, mm. which is, you know, yeah. kind of, kind of in, you know, it's, yeah. I have other issues with Maui as well. Well, but, that's the yeah. thing, right, is that Moana from the get-go is like, I'm being called to do this. Like, she's being compelled. There's yeah. the ocean itself trying to call her out to go on this quest sort of thing. Yeah, but the ocean and her grandmother are a false quest giver. Yeah. She is the quest she's giver. She's yeah. her own quest giver. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't resist the call to adventure, which no, I'm not saying you, know, you have she, to do the hero's journey yeah. or whatever, but like... But she's yeah. the one who gives the quest to... Maui. Maui. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 The quest to pay back his IMF loan. Yeah. <laughs> and suffer brutal austerity or, yeah. you know, have... A favorable government installed in the Solomon Islands, uh, which will mm. then become a forward naval base for America. I mean, uh, save the coconuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, it blows my mind as well that Moana, like that little montage of her, like going around the island as a 14 year old uh, chieftain. Yeah. She just kind of, she obviously goes, yeah, I guess so. Maybe let's try this for a bunch of different stuff. And then a bunch of adults all turn around and go like, oh my God, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like move the tree, you put a different grove. I'm like, wow, that's such, that's so clever, Moana. Damn, yeah, she's never got it. thought of that. <laughs> yeah. She's just great at everything. Um, and I think, yeah, and there's it's also like a sense of weird egotism in these movies as well. Mm. Um, it's all about, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to overcome the trial, but like, I just want you to picture if there was a centerpiece song in one of the classic Disney so- Disney movies, it was like, I am the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, what's up? What's yeah. up with that? Yeah. What's I've had that? Just Can't Wait to Be King stuck <laughs> yeah. in my head for like 48 that's hours. That's a now. great just song. Can't wait it's a banger. It's but he's not the king. Yeah, he's, he's like, he exile. wants to be king. Yeah. yeah. But it's not being king that actually turns out to be important. It's like learning a whole bunch of other shit along the way and exactly. sacrifice and shit. And mm. Yeah, I, I think maybe like dovet- tying those two points together, you know, it's like the f- they're kind of fucking up like the message, right? Which yeah. is if we want to show strong female protagonists, strong girl heroes, isn't hasn't the strength, hasn't the message always been that, you know, we're stronger together and, you know, you've got to try and challenge and you might have to do some uncomfortable things. But, you know, courage comes from getting outside of your comfort zone and doing the right thing and listening to your conscience and all these yeah. classic lessons. Exactly. Whereas if you are looking really hard at these women who are the heroes here, what is the lesson you're taking away? Yep. You got to do it alone. You can't rely on other people. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't do it, you know, as a collective team effort like you have done in the Lion King or Hercules or Aladdin in which there is this entire gallery of people who are required to support you. It's just, you just got to rely on yourself. And maybe like your one mate. Yeah. 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 Your business partner. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> your, 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 your business CFO. partner on, yeah. <laughs> on this venture. Yeah. Build a hustle house or in the case of Raya, a hustle house boat where you all pursue your individual goals yeah. in close proximity. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And we can't forget the, the ultimate goal of uh, neoliberalism, of which Disney is but one arm of, is to atomize society yeah. into individuals. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting because that was a thing in Raya. That's a thing in Frozen as well. Yeah, it yeah. just all really comes down to not only an individual's power to set things right, but there's a lot of emphasis on how society and those around them in general keep them back from their own potential greatness. Exactly. First, so first, right? So b- before 
we take, I'm talking like in the 50s, we yeah. take soda, we break it into the family unit for yeah. community. Now, mm. the family unit, the nuclear family, mum, dad, 2.5 kids driving their Cadillac, driving, dragging the severed stump of half of Bobby behind them. <laughs> <laughs> going down to the sock hop, yeah. going to the hot dog stand, the family. Mm. You have within your family, you're morally lawn, you got your fucking picket fence. Now, They've separated the communities. Go to the next stage of this, which is the individual. It's just you. You got to move away from your family. They don't know what's best for you. You got to move away from your family. You got to do it alone. You got to move into uh, an incubator. Yeah, like-minded other individuals, but you don't collaborate with them. You just be fucking around them, and you be inspired by their hustle culture. Yeah, this is the next stage of individual is of neoliberalism and individual, and then you go and live in a capsule pod, and you put a little sticker of Mo- Moana on there. Yeah. Because she's that's, your inspiration. Yep, that's 100% where all of this is. <laughs> You're a, a voyager of, now. Put a sticker of Maui's fish hook on the inside of your capsule pod. <laughs> yep. Time to hook a deal. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and each of your uh, business interactions by looking your counterpart in the eye and just say, You're welcome. You're welcome. I have, I have major qualms with. Maui is a trickster-style hero. He is not espousing the trickster ideology half as well as he could or should be. No, go on. He needs to be fickle. He needs to be mischievous. He needs to be more of a force of nature. It needs to be the work of not just the duration of the film, but further study to fully understand Maui's design, his Mm. plan, and how he was behind it all, all along. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. It's interesting because they they say that he's a trickster, but realistically when they go through all of his achievements there's no real tricking there it's just him doing cool things actually, shape changing. I actually read that as he was just like spinning a tail and he didn't actually do any of those things which um, I thought I thought was cool because like at the end it's you know he's sanding your rocks and stuff and I kind of read that it was like he was like and in the song he's just like I can come with an explanation for everything something like that so I kind of read that as him uh, just being yeah, like maybe. which I, I like thought was that. cool I actually quite like that that is actually okay. pretty strong yeah, tricks right. it's kind of just yeah, bullshitting yeah. up you know yeah, Elon Musk, the very Elon Musk style tricks yeah, for energy. Totally. Yeah, yeah, but then with his tattoos, because yeah. he only he only gets the tattoos when he earns them. Oh, okay. Well, maybe the same I'm... deal with the Moana one. Okay, he's well, got the ones of him like roaming <laughs> the sun and dragging up islands and shit. Oh, okay. Well, now that's what I call proof of work. Yeah. Hey. Mm, yeah. All right, well, I it's guess a cryptopod. It's not as fun as I thought it was. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Disney, you dropped the fucking ball. God damn it, Disney. Yeah. Clements, try harder. Yeah, mm. Clements is the best part of the movie. He always is. Oh, Jermaine Clements. I was yeah. thinking about the the writer Clements, but yeah, Jermaine oh. Clements. Oh, fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. it is shiny song. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. fucking like black light disco sort yeah. of scene. That was yeah, great. That was, yeah. Love that. Yep. Just doing yeah. his Flight of the Concords character. What happened to the other guy from Flight of the Concords? Brett. Uh, Brett. Sort of fell off the radar. Yeah, damn. Yeah, I mean, I rewatched Return of the King recently. He was great in that. I think you should get back into serious elf roles. Mm. Yeah, you might be right. Serious, serious high fantasy drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jermaine's got a nice little gig as deadpan Kiwi guy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Sorry. Right, I guess we solved that. that. That one turned out to be like fairly easy. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But, you know. It's important. It's it's within the broader Disney like spectrum. I feel like yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. They, they do shape the culture, and you got to remember this is going into the little kids' heads, and they're watching it a hundred times because no one wants to be a parent. Yeah, what's up with that? iPad is your parent now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're the most trad of all of us by far. So trad, you won't even uh, drink a caffeinated tea. Only just warm herbs. Yep, absolutely. You won't even look at an iPad. Nope, not even. I don't even know what an iPad is. 
I refuse to, <laughs> to, to have anything to do with these computers. Good for you. Yeah. You don't look at computer screens because there are lots of tiny squares and the devil hides in the corners of each and every one. No, I'm a big fan of little squares. I do the crossword. Nice. nice. That's, yep. that's cool. Mm. Do you do farming in square paddocks or is agrarianism wrong? Uh, agrarianism was a mistake. Mm. I uh, am more of a hunter-gatherer trad. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You- Cave core as opposed to cottage core. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, please go on. Yeah, is this um, is this also known as trog core, as I've heard it? Mm, um, no, because that implies that you are some sort of, like, filthy little degenerate, mm. whereas, like, I see myself as more of, like, a um, sort of, like, Paleolithic Superman. Yeah, yeah, what? the uh, Hyperborean. Yeah, that's me. What do you think of this trend of labeling yourself as like a small creature like Trogcore or Goblin Core, Goblin Mode and all this kind of stuff? What do you reckon about that? I think it's like the Peter Pan shit all over yeah, again. I think I it's like, that. yeah, just self-infantilizing, kind of give up. Yeah. You know, like it's it's cool to give up. It's cool not to give a shit. Like the last five years were exhausting with all the fucking Trump shit. Even if you don't, you know, we're in fucking Australia. We don't even live in the fucking US and we got fucking beat over the head with that shit over and over again. It's, mm. yeah. I think it's like, Everyone just going, oh, it's it's cool not to give a shit. And, yeah. you know, Papa Biden's in charge now. You don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to pay <laughs> too close an attention. Oh, you have to worry so yeah. much more so that if Trump more. is fucking invalid, my God. Oh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's going to be your I next president. Oh, you don't have to worry at all. <clears throat> yeah, dad's here. Cool dad. Okay. New yeah. dad's here. New dad's yeah. here. But some, I feel like people just want to... Uh, you, okay, so, you know, you, you want to be off and cool dad. You already had cool drone strike Yemen. Yeah, fucking that. Um... Okay, so in Melbourne over the last five, two, six, six years, might not be that long, there's been a production of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Is that still fucking going? Yes, but I think they revamped it or something, so it's not like seven hours long and sound more manageable fire or something. Like, I don't know. Um, anyway, my point is that if you went, or if you're around Spring Street when this was going on, you could see lots of people in their Harry Potter merch wandering around because tons of women our age still love Harry Potter. And younger love Harry Potter, can't get enough. So people are wearing like Gryffindor t-shirts and scarves and whatever the fuck and going around. What I want to know is there are a pretty significant chunk of people with like Hufflepuff t-shirts. Yeah. And I want to know who the who are these people that look at these books. Like it's a lot, right? It's a lot yeah. of content taken. There's seven enormous books, movies, all the content. They just look at that and they're like, no, nah, you know who I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm the side characters. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm the NPCs yeah. that are barely mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm the NPCs, but I feel that everyone in Hufflepuff would really also enjoy Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't want to generalize too much, but based on the the kind of pe- the uh, demographics that I saw wearing them, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, my thought on that is that um, based on my fellow humans that I've met, mm. my fellow human mammals. <laughs> yep. Historical analysis indicates yep. that the Hufflepuff self-identifier is someone whose dad or mom just one day disappeared. And they were like, <laughs> Hufflepuffs are reliable. They're dependable. They're loyal. Mm. When, yeah. yeah, that's why would you want to be anything else? All this other shit, fucking sideshow. Hufflepuffs get it. Hufflepuffs <laughs> stick around. 
Yeah, I buy it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've I've barely watched any of the Harry Potter movies. Even as a child, I knew that shit fucking sucked. So I I guess <laughs> it's true. And you've never read a book in your life, as we all know. I've I have read one of the Harry Potter books. I read Which the one? third one when I was like, why just the aged. third one? Yeah. I don't know because it was the only one I had. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and it's, it was yeah. I was like yeah. I read it when I was like eight, and I was like I don't see what the big deal is. <laughs> it sucks. Like yeah. Even eight year old you was like, oh, the Prisoner of Azkaban sounds like a prison novel. That's yeah. kind of sick. Yep. Wonder if he's an enemy of the the wizarding state, yeah. which I guess he was. I think I I think I got that one out of all of them because at the time that it came out, it had the sickest cover. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah the purple like, cover. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, well, I'll get the one with the sickest cover. Yeah, that makes sense. And then it also sucked. I, I liked Lord of the Rings instead. I was way fucking yeah, cool. Really cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which house in Lord of the Rings are you? Oh, uh, definitely the elves. It's not a house. It's a yeah. race. Definitely the elves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is like, this is three fucking big brain raven claws around the table <laughs> right now. Huge throbbing brains. Throbbing mm. raven claws, yeah. I know, it's just always stuck. I don't know, I've just, I just yeah, think, I think about it sometimes. Man, it kind of yeah. weirded me out because just be like in the CBD for years and you would just constantly randomly see people walking around wearing fucking Harry Potter shit. Yeah. Mm. Grown ass women. And Blows my mind. Most sensible shoes with a Gryffindor scarf. Other thing as well, any of them, particularly the ones who uh, identify as Gryffindor, I will say 80 to 90% of them are lawyers or have studied law. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. On point. Yeah. 100% on point. Because <laughs> you know what? You know what they're doing every I'm just, you, I've just got like a fucking list of people going through. <laughs> yep. Like, and I'm telling yep, you. Yep. Update the spreadsheet. Yeah, I, I also have the same list running through my head. I haven't thought about this specific point a lot. Eric, Eric oh, yeah. and I live together and he has heard this, listeners, at least, I'm going to say four times this year. He's heard this specific rant. The last share house I was in, I also lived with a lawyer who loved Harry Potter and would like rewatch Friends religiously and oh, love Disney movies. Fuck. And that that is that is default mode. mode. Default yeah. mode consumption. Default yeah. mode. And you know what's going on? Deciding to become a lawyer, read the Harry Potter books, all this funky, you know, pseudo Latin shit. You know what they're doing? They're rocking up to work, and maybe one day they'll get a chance to do some magic spells with some funky Latin words too. Makes make something notionally happen, exert their will over another human being. You know what? Doesn't even matter what it is they're doing, as long as they get to use the fancy Latin words and they work, they'll feel like a real life wizard. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They'll feel like a real life wizard as they're doing something that just. I don't know, grants more power to the cops or something. <laughs> yes. As they help a mid-sized bank join another mid-sized bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As they help like process the legal documentation required to like evict a family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who the fuck else could sit through like mock court and Ugh. think dressing up in these like robes was cool and sick and desirable. Absolute fucking losers. But then Theater nerds. you get to get, you get to get a be a group of robed elders that set the laws for an entire country. Oh yep. man, I would, I would do that, that so much better than that. these fucking. We would do that so much better. <laughs> High council be of mis- you'd be yeah. mis- mercurial. <laughs> None of these considered judgments. Half of us wouldn't rock up for no reason. You'd be like, who the fu- who the fuck is deciding my fate today? You do yeah. the MF Doom thing where you wear a mask all the time, and sometimes you send someone else. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, no, I imagine it more as they would enter this sort of like 
giant forum slash arena in which you know they they're just standing there in the middle. They've been kidnapped, obviously. Obviously, whoever is coming before the court. Yes, um, they've been seized by the law. In the night. Yeah. yeah, bound, <laughs> right, bag over their head, yep. and then you know, obviously, one of the functionaries of the court just removes the bag, and then they're just surrounded by these sort of statues. Oh my god! Um, yes, that project our voices. Yes. Yeah. Some fucking Neon Genesis type shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. As we give judgment. I like the sound of that. And the people who kidnap these people in the night mm. to bring them to be judged. Goblins. Yeah. Official job title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goblins of the court. Yeah. <laughs> Sally forth. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That goblin core meet goblin court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You stand I- accused of going <laughs> goblin core. <laughs> You stand accused of half arsing your goblin chewed. <laughs> of assaulting a goblin influencer. Goblin influencer. Yeah, man. Fuck Harry Potter. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, our country would be so much better if it was governed by lottery. Yep. Yeah. I'm down. And everyone had to wear robes. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in the spooky wizard robe. You actual. take it seriously. You take yeah. it seriously. You t- or, or you take it incredibly unseriously and either way is probably fine. Yeah. I, yeah, because everyone would have ritual daggers. And so <laughs> if if anyone was too fucked up, they would just get shanked by a bunch of cultists. Yeah. Their fellow, fellow knife wielding robed maniacs. Yeah. I'm so into it. No more prime minister. Right. Every like two years. Everyone gets the name drawn out of a hat. Yep. Hundred people. That's the Senate. Fucking that's go the, hide. That's yep. them. I'm yes. into it. Yeah. That's and the people holding the hat, goblins. <laughs> Neats. People who haven't left the house in a while. You know what? You're getting drafted into mandatory civic service. Yes. Under the title goblin, you will be forced to participate in your society with a clearly structured role yep. in which you don't have to do anything too complicated. Even a goblin could do it. I would I would honestly, unironically, really love uh, uh, some sort of national service like that where they just tell me to, like, go <laughs> dig holes and plant trees. Or <laughs> yeah, oh, man, my, yeah. like, fucking lingering neurosis about needing to be super intelligent has prevented me for a long time from admitting that I would fucking love that too. Yep. Just, like... Clear contribution to society. Doesn't yep. have to be too fucking complicated. Yep. Unambiguous, helpful thing to do. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Plant a tree. Yep. Fucking done. Great. Huge. You've helped your country yep. and your people. Yep. Do just like bullshit, unskilled physical labor required for some sort of like massive public engineering works. Yeah, totally. Like sign me up. Yeah. That's yeah. Like I would do that forever. Give me a shovel. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Set up some bollards, fix a fence. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Just like do that and give me a relatively stable income and I am done. I will be so happy forever. That's all I want. The dream is a normal unfucked up job where the boss doesn't, you know, give you a terrible time. It's just, it's just, the most normal version of what we thought we were promised. Yep, yep, absolutely. And then I can just, like, at some point as I'm going about my day, I'll probably stumble past a thing that I did and just be like, cool. <laughs> I done good. Yeah. Yep. I dug out some of the supports for that. Yep. Fuck yeah. Statue yep. of the robed judge. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> of, of number one. <laughs> Yeah. Boss wizard of the year. So yeah. um, in conclusion, that yeah. is the exact opposite of the worldview espoused in Moana. Yes, exactly. Yeah, fuck Moana. 
Yeah, fuck my wife. Fuck yeah, my wife. Absolutely, fuck my wife. And fuck you being a crab. Yep, fuck you being a crab. Oh, we are, we are a crab podcast. Yep, crustaceous. Yep, many limbed. Sign off, pending. expected Trump charging into a goblin's nest to not get some goblin vomit and slopping blood on him. I just don't want to catch him in bed with a goblin. But if he's in there rolling around hacking him up and he's got a goblin guide, you know, taking him into the cave, I'm not expecting him to not get dirty, especially up to his ankles. I don't want to see him kissing goblins, having political succubus with goblins. I don't want to see him ingratiating goblins.